Welcome, everybody, to Becoming a Critical Health Thinker. You're listening to Episode 27, Knowing Your Enemy, Part 7, Inflammation and You. Well, I have been making my way through the three concepts that assisted me in reclaiming my health from two grim diagnoses, one of which was breast cancer stage two with a rapid dividing cell, and the philosophy of health, I like to say, the attitude of health, and the strategy of health saved my life. Hi, I'm Becky Campos, and I've already introduced the first concept, the philosophy of health, in previous episodes, and I have continued to introduce the second concept that assisted me in getting well, the attitude of health. And guess what? We have finally made our way to the last episode in the attitude of health. It is not the last episode, however, because I have no more to say about thinking critically through our attitudes about our health care, but rather because the content is sufficient to get us to the strategy of health. So as we make our way to the strategy of health, you will find that I will address other attitudes that we can, unbeknownst to us, uh, collect uh, on our way there and or or have uh, accumulated over a lifetime. So in the last several episodes, I introduced you to knowing your enemy, part one through six. Cancer is not a mystery. Cancer history, alternative medicine, cancer initiation, cancer promotion, and progression, cell communication, and free radical formation, oxidative stress, and antioxidants. Becoming a critical health thinker is all about first what we know, and then what we do. Hopefully, I have given clear, concise, and accurate distinctions between waking up one morning and feeling the pressure to get healthy for whatever reason that might be. Um, That is the day that compels a person to start eating better or exercising versus thinking critically through our health care and mastering caring for our human design. So naturally, after knowing your enemy parts one through six, we want to conclude with inflammation and you. Not until I was in the middle of my health crisis with breast cancer did I ever hear anything about inflammation and its contribution to the diseases of affluence. It was one more reality I needed to confront. And guess what? I needed to confront myself the most. I needed to ask the pertinent questions. What is inflammation? How is it initiated? And the most important question of all, how do I contribute to it? If you were able to make your way through knowing your enemy parts one through six, it will not be difficult to see how we have arrived at inflammation and you. Inflammation plays a key role for better or for worse in reclaiming your health and in the prevention of disease, just like free radical formation, oxidative stress, inflammation has a good side and it plays a necessary role in your health and wellness. Inflammation can be defined as, according to the National Cancer Institute here, quote, inflammation is a normal physiological response that causes injured tissue to heal, 
unquote. And listen to this, quote, an inflammatory process starts when chemicals are released by damaged tissue. In response, white blood cells make substances that cause cells to divide and grow to rebuild tissue to help repair the injury. Once the wound is healed, the inflammatory process ends, unquote. Oh my, is that just not fascinating. The body's immune system, my friend, recognizes injury and pathogens capable of infiltrating the body's good condition, normal, efficient function, and immediately mobilizes in response uh, and uh, sends out its defense system. Inflammation is defined as acute or chronic. When we think of acute, we should think of brief, severe, and intense. Acute inflammation occurs when the body's natural self-defense system generates inflammation for the sole purpose of signaling that the body is in need of care. A wound is probably the most immediate scenario where you can actually watch your body go into action, producing heat, pain, redness, inflamed, sore, and of course, sensitive to the touch. This occurs in the smallest of injuries, such as a small cut on your finger, a cuticle that you uh, was annoying you and you pulled on a scrape or a more serious wound to any part of the body, or guess where? a surgical site. So if someone's had surgery, there will be some inflammation there as it continues to heal. After the body's natural self-healing takes place, depending on the injury, inflammation is gradually reduced and the body returns for the most part back to its normal state. And guess what? That is just exactly what we uh, experienced, right? If you've ever had some kind of cut on your finger, you'll wash it, you put some ointment and wrap it in a band-aid. And then before you know it, it has repaired itself. And there's no more inflammation. It's not red anymore. It's not sore. And it just happens as you go on throughout your day and as you sleep and you wake up and you might have to tend to it one more time, two more times, but you can count on the fact that your body's self-healing, self-cleansing, and self-rejuvenating capabilities is on it, my friend. And so that is acute inflammation. Chronic inflammation is a whole different story, however. Chronic is being in a constant, recurring, and prolonged state. Here we want to think of a systemic condition versus a local condition such as acute inflammation. Chronic inflammation is said to be one of the most basic and underlying contributors to the diseases of affluence. If disease is present in the human design, then most likely chronic inflammation is also present. Chronic inflammation is defined as the body's constant reoccurring prolonged response to a microbial antigen toxins, bacteria, and cells from transplanted organs even, 
or injury. Chronic inflammation occurs when the initial inflammation fails to turn off and continues to express itself. Chronic inflammation can last for a period of weeks or months or even years when the root cause has not been detected and reversed. So chronic inflammation is a partner in disease initiation, promotion and progression, long-term free radical formation, oxidative stress, left unchecked, ultimately initiates inflammation, although they are not the only cause. So I'm fascinated by free radical formation, oxidative stress, antioxidants and inflammation in ways I never paid attention to during my unthinking ways. Well, one thing to keep in mind here is that all of these conditions and internal challenges, whether we are speaking of uh, free radical formation, oxidative stress, or inflammation, express themselves in stages. We must think of these negative activities as the body's cumulative responses to our long-term choices. It takes time, guess what, to wreck this glorious human design. There is no one thing that is the alone cause of any of the diseases of affluence, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, digestive diseases, uh, syndromes, unexplained pain and symptoms, liver diseases, you name it, are not caused by one precise cause, but rather by the interaction of actions that when combined produce a total effect that is greater than the sum of the individual actions and contributions. This we know as synergy. Normally, when we think of synergy, we think of it in a positive light, as in when two companies, say, merge together with the understanding that their value and strengths combined will be greater than the sum total of their individual corporations. And so we see that happen all the time, mergers, right? So that they become more powerful and uh, more effective and proficient and so forth. Uh, you add your strengths to another. While well, here, the synergy of the combined total of harmful lifestyle choices individually and corporately in our culture, I might say, compound their strengths against us. I was the queen of nurturing the disease process in ways I had no idea I was participating in. So now remember, I lived with 12 years of chronic debilitating illness that plagued my body, challenged my faith, and changed my life forever that culminated in a breast cancer diagnosis. In all my years of chronic debilitating illness, I never once made the connection between my worsened condition year after year and my lifestyle. So during my years of chronic debilitating illness, I accumulated unexplained symptoms, pain and sensations throughout my body that seemed random and uh, disconnected. I learned to live with them and accept them. I lived on over-the-counter medications. And one thing I did know was that I did not want to live 
on prescribed medications that would interrupt me cognitively. And so I self-medicated with what I believed to be less invasive medicines. There were many symptoms that were tolerable, but one was not. For many years, I would wake up in the middle of the night with an acute pain on the right side of my abdomen that lasted throughout the night. It would subside for most uh, part, but only to return sometime later. Several times my husband insisted he take me to the emergency room only to be dismissed back home with negative test results for any concerns. Um, so I returned home with a false sense of security since nothing had been detected by medical imaging or blood work. And so you kind of rest for a little bit thinking there's nothing wrong, only to find myself in the same condition weeks later or months later. But this time, I simply refused to go to the emergency room or to see my healthcare provider. Instead, I just rolled over into my side and prayed myself back to sleep. This symptom became common among so many others. There were times when my husband John insisted I return to see my primary care doctor, which I did only to be sent home with the famous last words. Do you know those famous last words? I hope you don't. But so many millions of people do. What are they? Well, they go like this. We don't know what is causing your pain, but we will watch and keep an eye on it. Well, oh my. And then I simply gave up and hoped it would go away. Wishing and a hoping and a praying was one of the attitudes I lived with for far too many years of my life as though there was nothing I could do about these unexplained symptoms. That's another attitude that sneaks up on you when you lack knowledge on how to care for your human design. And quite frankly, I spent a lot of my suffering years in this attitude. Well, guess what happened next, 12 years later, and a grim diagnosis with breast cancer and a series of events that led me to alternative and lifestyle medicine finally rescued me from my unthinking ways and assisted me in reclaiming my health. Little by little, day after day, week after week, and month after month, the countless of symptoms I had accumulated over 12 years of chronic debilitating illness reversed themselves. I had forgotten what it felt like to feel well, and now my good condition, normal, efficient, functioning, soundness of body and mind was returning to me, and you can't imagine both my amazement at the majesty of my human design and my dismay at how I had neglected to care for it. I discovered that health is not a mystery, my friend. The process of caring for your human design is not a mystery. The process is simple, defined, basic, universal, and most of all, achievable. There is no one thing that can reverse disease, but rather health is a systematic, efficient, disciplined, well-ordered, and a beautifully executed process that begins from the moment you open your eyes and continues through while you sleep. If you will patiently 
unwearingly and accurately seek to understand this process, you will reach heights and levels of health that you never thought possible. And guess what else I learned? I learned that the worst thing you can do when you have recurring, uh, unexplained, intermittent, erratic, and unpredictable symptoms of any kind is to watch them and wait. Watch and wait for what? May I ask? These unexplained symptoms are not coming to you or me out of a vacuum, but instead they are the body's warning signs, sending you a message that it needs your assistance. Returning to one of my favorite pioneer resources, which one do you think? Well, fit for life. A new beginning will be a good thing here. And uh, I love Harvey Diamond's powerful and memorable understanding of inflammation. And so I'd like to read a little excerpt on, uh, uh, from his uh, book on page, pages 82 through 83. And this excerpt actually comes out of his chapter four on uh, the seven stages of disease. And the fourth stage is entitled inflammation. Quote, with inflammation, the toxins in the system have usually been concentrated in a particular organ or a particular area of the body for a massive eliminative effort. The area becomes inflamed due to the constant irritation from toxic material. When inflammation exists, we are diagnosed with one or more of the itises. Itis at the end of the word literally means inflammation of. So tonsillitis means inflammation of the tonsils. Appendicitis, inflammation of the appendix. Hepatitis, inflammation of the liver. Nephritis, inflammation of the kidneys the kitties not the kitties okay not the kitties there are no there no there we are not harming any kitties in this podcast sorry okay I'm moving on here I just had to laugh over that um let me say that again nephritis inflammation of the kidneys if you hadn't known that arthritis inflammation of the joints colitis inflammation of the colon a cold with inflammation on the sinus cavities is, guess what, sinusitis. The list of itises goes on interminably. Wow, um, unquote, there is so much to say about inflammation and he does a great job in capturing it in his um, fourth stages or the uh, seven stages of disease and the fourth stage is inflammation and so i hope you check it out uh, fit for life a new beginning by harvey diamond well after i read not just his work primarily but uh, so many others i could see what was going on within me in my own human design waking up in the middle of night with these sensations pains all sorts of unexplained symptoms that couldn't be detected and you know for a while i was wondering why was it that uh, my primary care physicians and others who cared for me uh, and 
and tried so hard to help me could not detect the problem. And this is what I've learned since then, you know, back in those early days, is that when chronic inflammation is initiated and in the first stages, it's going to be difficult to actually detect. And it will be very much, the symptoms will be very much like in intermittent car that has a uh, uh, warning uh, signal coming on uh, as you drive it and I don't know about you ladies but often I've come home uh, where my car had some kind of a um, signal or a warning sign uh, some kind of a light goes on and uh, I bring it home I tell my husband all about it he tells me to do a B and C we take it in to get uh, looked at and then when we get it into the shop it is no longer uh, doing any of the things that it was doing while I was driving it and that's sort of what happens with chronic inflammation and oxidative stress and free radical formation all of them working against us is that symptoms begin to emerge and uh, they're not sufficient to be uh, literally seen and detected by imaging or blood work even and so forth and so it's just the early stages but it may be the middle stages and it's just gaining strength and your body is responding to uh, inflammation and all kinds of challenges and it's needing our attention and so that's why it can't be uh, easily detected um, so many people uh, go through uh, having surgery for gallbladders and appendix and all kinds of other organs because of inflammation and uh, and then they find themselves in a state of emergency and acute um, symptoms and therefore must have to take invasive measures and uh, thankfully we have a beautiful uh, American medical system that uh, they excel and are excellent at giving uh, acute care and treatment for such occasions but ultimately we can take control of the uh, free radical formation oxidative stress and inflammation by mastering lifestyle medicine so that we don't find ourselves in a position of weakness another great resource to kind of read and glean through is ncbi.com national cancer for biotechnology institute they have a good amount of information and articles that you can access. Ultimately, I'm going to say that it always funnels down to, guess what, neglecting to live in accordance with the 12 laws of simple health. But no worries, we are making our way. This is the last episode, remember, in the attitude of health and making our way to the strategy of health. And I can hardly wait. Unfortunately, chronic inflammation is another health term we hear of that can get lost in the vast amount of health information and resources in our culture so that it can be easily forgotten. Well, another unfortunate mistake 
when it comes to chronic inflammation is our approach to this damaging negative activity in our human design. And I just want to quickly mention them. There are three approaches to dealing with chronic inflammation today. First, treatment, which includes NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, over-the-counter drugs like aspirin, ibuprofen, and naproxen. That would be Advil and Aleve. Oh my, I know these very well. Ibuprofen was my go-to over-the-counter drug during my 12 years with chronic debilitating illness. Although these medications have their place and time in caring for the human design, especially after surgeries and trauma, but prolonged use, my friend, can lead to liver and kidney malfunction. Another approach that can be helpful is the use of corticosteroids, which reduce inflammation and calm down the immune system when it is overreacting and responding to what it believes to be a foreign entity of some sort, but in reality, none is present. We would know these as immune syndromes. Although they, again, have their place in our health and wellness and can reduce immediate concerns, long-term use is linked to serious side effects such as osteoporosis, insomnia, diabetes, high blood pressure, stress and mood changes, change of appetite, and anxiety. And the last approach that I want to cover here are supplements. Supplements are a more natural approach to chronic inflammation. I will cover supplements in the strategy of health, but here are a few supplements and herbs that have been studied for their effectiveness in turning off chronic inflammation. Curcumin, garlic, ginger, and herbs like cilantro and parsley, and guess what? Fruits and vegetables, antioxidants, and raw enzymes all are powerful contributors to turning off chronic inflammation. Our work is to assist the body's natural self-healing, self-cleansing, and self-rejuvenating capabilities. And there are countless of things, my friend, we can do to assist ourselves in staying well and getting well, if need be. Well, we have arrived at this podcast, Critical Health Thinking Skill or Application. Master Consuming a Vegetable Smoothie. This is one of my very favorite ways to nourish my body, blitz it with nutrition, and I will not do without it. One cucumber, five stalks, celery, a handful of cilantro, a handful of parsley, three stalks of rainbow chard, any green you would like in it, one small lemon. I absolutely love this vegetable smoothie. Place in your blender, add water up to three-fourths of your container, run on high setting, blend all ingredients, pour into mason jars, and refrigerate up to three 
no more than four days. Pour four ounces into a glass and dilute with four ounces of water. Drink slowly with a straw, preferably on an empty stomach or before consuming a meal. As you can see, all of the ingredients are sustainable and this vegetable smoothie is achievable on a daily basis. All you have to have is your produce and a blender and some water and voila, you've got it right there. You can store it in your fridge and then two or three times a day, consume this vegetable smoothie. As I concerned myself with why it was that I had been diagnosed with breast cancer, I discovered that I was not going to get to the root cause of my condition, did you know it, until I understood my enemy. Understanding my enemy set me on a path to becoming a critical health thinker. Well, my friends, you did it. We made it through the attitude of health. And it is my pleasure to make our way to this strategy of health. Please join me for episode 28 when I introduce you to what happens to you happens to me. And as always, it is my hope that after all your listening, you will experience how simple health really is.